Welcome everybody back to another Talking Wolves podcast. We hope you guys are doing well and you're keeping safe. My name is Dave and today I am alongside Matt Cooper. Matt, how's it going, man? Superb, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good indeed. Today, guys, we're going to be giving our, well, it's our final uh, podcast of the 2020, or no, 2019, sorry, 2020 season. Um, really looking forward to it. Just an end of season review, really, giving our thoughts on the season so far. We are going to be recapping the last couple of games as well since we uh, last had a podcast, which was just after the Chelsea game. And we've got loads of questions and loads of interaction from you guys as well, which we're going to uh, dive into shortly too. Uh, but, of course, uh, a final big shout-out to Pitch Football uh, for sponsoring the podcast, especially since sort of the second part of the season to uh, well, make sure you go and check them out. Fantastic football app to check out. A little bit different to your normal football apps. You can put your predicted lineups. You can interact with other fans on there as well. Give your thoughts on the goings on with just Wolves and every other team around the world, really. So definitely worth checking out. And as I say, a big thanks to them for helping and supporting Talking Wolves and the podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll work with them in the near future again. Um, and of course, before we kick off, Matt, I'm sure we're going to wish everyone... Uh, a big thank you as well for, for supporting the channel, uh, whether that be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and on the YouTube channel and with the podcasts, all your support, whether you've clicked a video, you've clicked like on a video, listen to a podcast, it does mean a lot and hopefully, obviously we'll continue to that uh, in 2021. Matt, I don't know if you've got anything to add on to that as well. Um, I think you summed it up pretty nicely, mate, to be honest. Um, been practising that all day, haven't you? On your day off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just, uh, yeah, just, yeah, a huge thanks from me too. Um, really is appreciated. But also to those who have contributed, whether you've been on the video, whether you've written for us, etc. You know, um, it doesn't it doesn't go unnoticed. So, yeah, just a massive thank you. And uh, we hope to see you back again next season. Yeah, yeah, big shout out as well. To, yeah, like you say, all the video contributors, all the uh, people that got involved with the website, which was launched quite recently as well. Uh, there'll be loads of content going up on that. Um, and if you are interested in helping out in any way, you can always email us at, well, info at talkingwalls.co.uk. So, yeah, big thanks to everyone. Wanted to start off the podcast on that sort of note anyway. Big sales um, push there, Dave. Let's get back yeah, into know, the football. Back into <laughs> after the holiday. You know it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Matt, since we last uh, met or spoke, we just, I think, just had the Chelsea game. We were reviewing sort of the Premier League season as such. But we have had two games since then. I'm sure we would have wanted it to be a lot more, but Wolves have crashed out of the Europa League. We, we'll start off with that Olympiacos game. Wolves went into it uh, at Molyneux against Olympiacos. It was 1-1, all to play for, really. Wolves did have that away goal, but we knew just one goal really would have been enough for Wolves to do it. And we got that early penalty by Jimenez, and then we sort of sat back. But Matt, the performance itself, was it, uh, was it what you would have wanted as a fan or what you would have expected? The result, yes. The performance, no. But obviously the result is more important. I got I got quite a lot of stick, which may come as a surprise um, on Twitter. <laughs> um, after I, I tweeted about the performance and I, I tweeted throughout the game saying this is really poor. Um, you know, it's a it's a great result in the grand scheme of things. We're playing against Seville like this, and I'll tear us a new one. And uh, I I was surprised at the amount of abuse that I got because. It's like I'm allowed. I'm allowed to be disappointed at performance, even if we've won. Like it's just a, since the lockdown, the standard of performances, apart from the Everton game, which is like the standout, it's been really, really poor. It looked really jaded. It looked really tired. It looked really like no creativity or kind of idea going forward. Very disjointed, and the performance kind of was just that. I feel like. Um, 
if Olympiacos were a little bit more clinical. I really like the big fella up top. I can't remember his name. Um, but who scored loads of goals from this season. El Arabi. If, if they were a bit more clinical, they could have easily won that game. And if it wasn't for Rui Patricio, they they probably would have gone on to win that, win that because we, we didn't really have any answers you know re- re- relying on him and his penalty who again was superb from the spot um but yeah it was just it was just really lackluster and and, and poor and we kind of got kind of crawled over the finish line but as long as you're winning games it doesn't matter it's when you're not winning games that those performances are like aren't just aren't good enough yeah I think it, I think it is quite strange, you know, when Wolves, you know, you win games and it's still like as a fan, it's not quite what you would want or what you'd expect. And I think we have, we spoke about it. I'm not sure if we ever spoke about it on a podcast, but we've definitely spoke about it like privately, where, you know, it gets to a point where you don't realise how boring sometimes Wolves are until we start dropping points or losing the games, and then you sort of sit back and think, actually, we play like this quite a lot. Um, I think, again, like you say, the game against Olympiacos possibly was one of those. I think the only other time that I've moaned after a win before, uh, I think we've beaten, I've got a feeling it was Rotherham under Paul Lambert. We've beaten <laughs> them 1-0, and it was absolutely atrocious. And I think, uh, I've got a feeling Rotherham went down that season, and but they missed some great opportunities. I think it was Danny Ward up front missed some great chances. And after that game, I thought, I don't know, like, we are so lucky. Like, we were dreadful. That's, we were so that's lucky the thing, though. Like, it's not really an issue if you're winning games. Like, Nuno's philosophy and, and, and the way we play, it's got us to a fantastic position, there's no arguing about that, but to watch as like a spectacle, it's it's fairly boring, it's so defensive and regimented, and like I said, it does work, it has worked, but I don't know, yeah. I think to go to that next level, something needs to change, but I don't, I don't mind that style of football when you're winning games, but when you're drawing games and losing games, it's just, it's painful to watch, it, it, it really is, like it, it's almost like they're in neutral with the handbrake on and they just don't yeah. want to concede. It's like we don't go out there to win games, we go out there not to lose, which I don't know. I, I just I feel like I just wonder, with, with some of the players that we've got, your Ruben Neves and your Matinos and Jota and Jimenez and Traore and even even like Doc and Johnny, you've got some players there, if you give them a little bit more freedom, like, yeah, I'll just go and have a go. I really do think we'd really hurt teams, but it's just, even Nuno said in his press conference after the Palace game which really resonated with me it was like um, you know first we have to be compact and we have to be defensive and organised and then you have a chance it's like well that's like I get that but that just seems to be like the main thing since lockdown it's just like just you know just go for it a bit more you know we might have done something a bit more special yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I look at the Olympiacos game, and I know obviously they had a couple of opportunities that they possibly should have done a little bit better with. But I think Wolves also had those same sort of opportunities. We did sit back after the goal, and I think we tried to absorb the pressure, um, which we did, to be fair. But like you say, I think Patricio made a couple of great saves. But there were a couple of opportunities where if Wolves had put those away, I think you know we probably wouldn't be having this discussion. Mm. Um, that's a bit of a stupid thing that I've just said because, you know, if you score goals, you know, you, you will be happier as a supporter. But um, there were definitely chances for both teams which could have just swung the game either way. But Wolves did enough. What do you, what do you think of the, the penalty shout itself? I mean, their goalkeeper was a little bit ropey when he at times. Uh, obviously, Jose Sarr was injured, their main goalkeeper. They put this sub-goalie in um, and he gave away the penalty, really. But there was no no question, really, that was yeah, a penalty, was it, it was, for you, Matt? It was a clever, clever bit of play from Pedenton. 
I don't think I can see any other player for Wolves like going for that and just getting his body in between it. It was really intelligent play. I don't think any other player would have got to that because of the speed, because he covered some ground. And I don't think Adama's yeah. quite got the intelligence to kind of, you know, spot the opportunity like I can get in between it. And if he just touches me, I'm going down. It's a penalty. So I've been really impressed with Pedence. Um, I don't think he's going to be a well beater for Wolves, but I think he's going to be a really good option, really good squad player. And he's taken his opportunity really well. So it was, yeah, it was it was clever play. I mean, it's a bit stupid from the keeper. You knew you could see it coming a mile off. first touch when it just yeah. get, get rid of it. <laughs> and then to just, he's obviously took a first touch. He's been really heavy, and he's like, oh god, look, I'm making the first appearance in a while. I need to do something here, and he's just had a bit of a rash moment. But yeah, and him him and his dispatch from the spot. I know we'll come on to the severe game, but he's he's just. <laughs> He he's just brilliant from the spot, isn't he? I know you know it's a severe game. Probably the most important penalty he took for Wolves. He fluffed it, but I don't think you can really. Maybe you can really crit- criticise him when he's only missed one for Wolves before, which was was it Ajax in a friendly. No, it wasn't Ajax. He was in that H Hotels Cup, whatever oh, was it? it was. Remember that the weird like half an hour games or whatever. Oh yeah, it was, it was, him. It was never it was just like a one day tournament, wasn't it? That was strange. Yeah, he was in a penalty shootout. And I was mm. there like yeah. Um, you had that, and obviously the the offside goal as well. That was extremely unfortunate for Olympiacos, wasn't it? He was, but he's offside, so you can't really complain. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's like VAR, VAR, like Wolves have got away with one, but like even when we've had decisions go against us with VAR, it's it's frustrating, and I don't agree with VAR. It kills the game. But if you're offside, you're offside. You're either black or you white. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, true. no complaints. Um, and then for me, the only other got well, a couple of golden opportunities in the second half. Uh, Jota, he come off the bench. It was a really poor pass from the Olympiacos defender. Jota's through, and I think he just, he's just lacking that confidence, isn't he? Through on goal, he really Diego Jota maybe pre lockdown would have buried that every every day of the week. I don't even think he'd pre lockdown. He buries it. He's had, he's had a very <laughs> oh, poor, no. very, yeah, very uh, poor I... season considering his standards, and he's still got what fourteen goals. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that little spell he went on. Uh, he scored that hat trick against Espanyol. He had a great game against Spurs as well. I felt Norwich mm. as well. All around that just sort of period, he he did really really well. Um, but since lockdown, I don't know what it was. He had that little afro after lockdown as well. Yeah, like I don't know what's happening. Waning back or something. <laughs> but when I think Nuno loves him because like defensively he offers the team so much as well because he's like his positioning good. He he presses really well. Um. And again, it goes back to that defensive shape and being solid and organised. Like Nuno will look at his attacking contributions and say, "Like you can do better." But first and foremost, we need to be a unit. And Jota's got that got that down to a T. So you can see why he still kind of picks him. <coughs> yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, well, that, that obviously saw walls through to the. Uh... To the quarterfinals of the uh, Europa League against Sevilla, a tough team. We knew it was going to be a tough death. Their unbeaten run was, well, has been unbelievable. And uh, it was, of course, going to be a tough game for Wolves. Um, in the end, Matt losing one goal to nil. But the biggest talking point is going to be that penalty. Early doors, Raul Jimenez getting the penalty. Um, and you're thinking, there was, well, I think everyone was thinking there's only going to be one answer here and unfortunately, somehow it was the wrong answer, wasn't I, it? I just knew he wasn't going to score. I, I, every time we get a penalty, I'm confident this is going in because it's Jimenez. But with this, I was like, it's just going to be Sod's Law, isn't it? It's the most important mm-hmm. penalty of his Wolves career and it's, I just know what's going to happen. And it, it, 
it really did set the tone for the rest of the game. It was a, it was a phenomenal run from Adama. You've seen that Spanish commentary, he's going vroom, vroom. <laughs> and uh, although that was probably the only thing he did all game, but it was um it was it was a special run and they had no choice but to chop him down. But that penalty miss was I think if we score that we might go on and, and get some out of the game, but it just set the tone and you can see the heads dropped him and his heads dropped, but the whole team just looked just void of any kind of confidence, fitness, belief. It, 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 they just looked dead on their feet. Yeah, and I, I think that was the first time I was very, very disappointed with how Wolves have played this season. I think, you know, normally I try to take, you know, whatever happens, some sort of positive twist on things, but I think I said in the review, I just looked at it and I thought, we, we went out there, like you said a bit earlier on, we did go out there to, to win the game. We went out there to stop them scoring, really. Obviously, it didn't work in the end, but it was a very, very disappointed performance with how we set up and how we played. I think I was extremely surprised that we'd set with the 5-3-2 and he'd picked Adama to go up front rather than Jota. I think with what you said earlier, with uh, Jota's mm. sort of work rate and defensive work rate, Jota... You would probably say from the start, if that's how Nuno wanted to play, Jota would have been a more attractive option than Adama, surely? Adama and Raul just don't work up top together. They've worked for for 10 minutes against Man City away, that's it. It's just, yeah. It just doesn't work. Adama's not got the, the awareness to play that striker role. Just You can't do it. He's back to goal. He's just not good enough. Play him out right, he's a world beater. Play him down the middle. He's just... He's... He's like really cold. That experiment's cold. over, yeah. and it like you could, that experiment. I don't know. Why, I, don't, I don't know why he did it. I'd rather him bring. I'd rather him start with Jota and then bring Adama on, because you can't get a tune out of Adama for more than sixty minutes. I don't. I don't know what it is. He just. He just goes missing. I don't think it's fitness, but I suppose when you're that size and that build, you um, it's hard to give ninety minutes bombing up and down, but. Sevilla were a really good side and I, I felt disappointed I felt more disappointed with the Olympiacos game which is weird because we won it but Sevilla were a really really good side I, I still felt we could have won it there though I know we sat back and stuff and defended but there was just time Like obviously like you say if we scored that penalty it would have been different We could it could have yeah. been like the Olympiacos game we could have just sat back and just absorbed it and won 1-0 again which I think probably would have been the case seeing how Wolves set up for the rest of the game but I'm still disappointed that we held so firm and they just scored off, in my opinion, a poor piece of defending, which we'll talk about in yeah. a second. But I'm still frustrated because I know if we got out a little bit more and tried to hold on to the ball a bit more, we only had 24% possession that game. Whenever we had the ball, it was like hot potato. We were going so direct towards yeah. Dharma and Jimenez and, and we just didn't want to hold it. Look how if well we, and, it, yeah. I I watched United play against Sevilla. I know the result was, you know, Sevilla got the better of United as well. But United should have scored two or three yeah. goals at least. And the way they were attacking, Sevilla's defence was all over the place. And I just think if we went for that just a little bit more, I'm not saying, you know, we should be playing on the halfway line upwards, you know, because they would have got us in. But if we tried to play football a little bit more and have one or two better attempts on goal... It, it, it could have been a completely different time. We could, well, mm, we could still not could. even be talking about it. You I mean, know. Look how, how well Sevilla kept the ball. I mean, Benega is some player. I've rated him for years. and I, I, I can't I'm, believe he's going like, yeah, to the East. I think he could still play Europe. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. just ashamed he's not come to the Prem because he'd, he'd walk into most sides, apart from mm. probably City. But even then, he'd probably walk in. So he's, just a, he's a phenomenal footballer. But it's... Uh, they kept the ball so well, but they're organised, but they have a go, and like that's what Wolves should aspire to be to. 
because Sevilla are a great side. Wolves are a good side having a great season. I really do believe that. I don't think we are technically as good as someone like a Sevilla. We're just not. And we haven't got the players to come off the bench and do damage. But Wolves got exactly what they deserved against Sevilla. And that was absolutely nothing. Because there's no way that you are going to hurt teams or or go on and win a game when for 85 minutes you camped out on your own six-yard box because that's what it was. It was relentless. We couldn't get it up. Was, Nothing it was, was sticking. Yeah. And Sevilla, although they didn't play great, they, they deserved to win it because they had a go and they you know, they tried to force openings, whereas Wolves, it was it was all we were 1-0 up. We were playing like we were 1-0 up. And again, I think it might be just down to them being a good side and Wolves not just not having the quality to do so. But if anything... You know, it, for me, it just screamed that to go to this next level to compete in the top echelons of European football. To, I mean, I mean, Sevilla don't even compete in the Champions League; they're just Europa League specialists. But to be within within a shout of qualifying for the Champions League, going a bit further in the Europa League, getting further at the table, we need three or four key additions in the starting eleven, not squad players. We need to bring in players in this first eleven to really because it's a bit stale and it? it needs freshening up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that shortly anyway, but lots of questions about that. And obviously the goal for Severe in the end, the goal, the sucker punch for Wolves, I think is completely avoidable as well. It's not like it was a bit of brilliance, really. I think, you know, short corner, which they were trying once or twice before, and you've given the most influential player on the pitch, Benega, all that time. I do feel a bit for Benagre because he's got either the short player to, to mark um, or Benega, and he's got no help there whatsoever. So he's sort of stuck in two minds, and Benega picks the ball... A campos, to be fair, it's a very, very good header with good a group of players behind him. But you know that, that if we have, if you have another player there closing down Benega, you block that cross, and you know, and if it could have happened, really, it's just... when it went in, I was I, like my dad and my brother were gutted, and I was just like, absolutely no complaints. It's exactly what we've deserved. If we'd have had a go and had like you know rattled the woodwork a couple of times and had a few more shots on target and never had the pen, I'd have been absolutely gutted. But if it wasn't going to come in normal time, it was definitely coming in extra time. There was. It, I had a feeling. I I was just waiting for. I, waiting we, for it to we were honest. never ever yeah. ever going to win that game. Set up the way we did, not in a month for Sundays. So for me, it's just it was just a matter of um, when, not not if. And I mean, Sevilla didn't even play that well, but they're so well organised and keep the ball so well, and they have got real real quality and. That moment of quality from from Benega and then Lucas Acampos, who again I think is a brilliant player. It just it was a difference, but yeah, no complaints. Disappointing, disappointing to go out, but it's still, it's still a good achievement, mind. Of course, I think we all would have snatched our for a quarter final finish at the start of the season. It's just what's well, same with the league. I think I would I, I said it in the video. I would have snatched your arm off for a quarter final, seventh place finish. But I think a lot of people are disappointed because of. We, we all know we could have done better or set up differently and had different results. And uh, I think that's the disappointing thing. But Nuno made it pretty clear, Matt, after the game that, you know, he wants players in. Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially, you know, things are going to get shaken up in the summer. Do you think that is a, well, that is a, a serious message to the board? Do you think it could come to a point that if Fosun and co. don't back him, then we could see possibly towards the end of Nuno's Wolves reign? Yeah, I think so. I've said it. I think I've said it in the last window, or it might have been after the Man United game when we got dicked in the cup, when we had like so many players out injured. I was like, you either back him or lose him. It's just, it's as simple as that because I don't I don't think Nuno is going to ever manage a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. But he could. I mean, he's perfect for like an Atletico Madrid. 
especially maybe Simeone coming oh, to the end God, of his yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much like for like in it in terms of how they their, their philosophies. Yeah. But it, you, you back him or lose him, it's as simple as that. You, you should see enough from Nuno now to you know to, to have faith in him, and. He's usually pretty coy about transfers and anything behind the scenes, but that's twice now this season he's had a plea to the board saying we need signings. And I think it might have been a little nod to players who have been there since the start. Cause he said, like, you know, that some of these players have been here since the championship. Perhaps that's a five in, five out, four in, you know, that kind of, well, it probably won't be that because it's a small squad, but I, it just, it really does need freshening up and. This is where Fosun need to flex their financial muscles and, and show that they mean business because the last two windows have been pretty pathetic, if you ask me. Pedence at 15 million, okay, good squad player. Catrone, 16 million, gone back, made enough made money on him. Vallejo was a disaster. Bruno Jordao sitting in the reserves and Neto has been, been a good signing. But you've had two windows there and got two, two out of the five players have been... Have had, I mean, Neto's had more of an impact than than Pedence, but even so, he's it's not been huge. It's been for recruitment's been terrible, and that needs to be that needs to be sorted out because we can't afford to have another window like we had the past two because we've got away with it and we won't get away with it again. Well, the thing is for me, like in the last or the last well this year transfer windows, it's not so much been the players or the personnel. I think we all expected a lot better of Catrone and Vallejo, and and sometimes stuff like that can be taken out of Wolves' hands. I think. You know, before we signed them, I think everyone would have welcomed those two with, uh, you know, well, mm, we definitely. would have all loved them in the war squad. But the thing that concerned me was the lack of players we signed in terms of numbers. I think it was pretty clear. I know everyone was like, well, Nuno likes a small squad. I think it's pretty clear that we needed certain areas, certain players in certain areas. Doc, he's had zero backup all season. Uh, okay, we saw Adama play there. A little bit at the start of the campaign. Yeah, but you know, then it's we not also sustainable. Saw... He knows well, that exactly. He'll be there for two but or three games. Why aren't we? We we go up to the Premier League and we sign Dendonka on loan, albeit with an obligation to buy. We sign Jimenez on loan. We sign Johnny on loan. Why are we signing that caliber of player the year we go up, but the year that we actually need a bit more strength and depth, we don't sign anyone on loan? Completely agree. Like, we just haven't utilised that loan mark. It's strange, the, yeah, yeah. The, but the quality this of summer we have to come backwards, haven't they? Really? Yeah. You look at like Johnny yeah. Dendonka, Jimenez, Adama, Matinho in the first window. Like in hindsight, that's an unbelievable window. You look at Bruno Jordao, Pedro Neto. Um, it's I mean I'm, Neto is going to be a good player in the future, but he's been pretty. He's been shit, and it it has been rubbish. The yeah. the window. If I'm, you compare I'm, it, if you use it as a yardstick, the first season, it's not good enough. Yeah. Well, even the 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 championship window though, you got Neves, Jota, uh, Bolly. I know they've all sort of grown up and grown into the team, but you know any mid like mid to lower end table in the Premier League could have would have been ecstatic with that, wouldn't they? The first year, Alfred and Joy, like what a shrewd bit of business that was. You know, just little gems like that. Although we, you know, we didn't sign him, but I think if we didn't mm. have Alfred that season, we might have struggled in some games. And you know, just signings like that, like you said, utilizing that loan market was just that's what we were known for. Now it's like oh, I, I don't know, but. Is that because Felwell's not in head of recruitment anymore? Or is it because like she, Jeff She's kind of looking over operational side? Well, we're... this is going to be uh, this is the first summer, the first big window now without Kevin Felwell at all. 
Um, so this will be extremely interesting to see. And I think, uh, you know, there were big rumours, I think, in January that Nuno had final say on players and that he was rejecting a certain amount of players. I don't know how true, you know... The, Danny the, Olmo, the, the was Yeah, there's a very big calibre of players that he was reportedly rejecting. So it'll be very interesting now to see if he, per se, lowers his standards almost. And we see a load of new players coming in. I think there were Dan, there was Danny Elmer, I think there was another centre back as well. Huang Chan, wasn't it as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be very very interesting. You know, all, all three of those players have moved on to big big European sides. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, what happens with, with Wolves. All three of those, by the way, still in European competition, I believe. Leverkusen uh, still in it as well. Leipzig is still in it. Leverkusen are not. Yeah. Are they out of the Europa League now? Yeah, Shakhtar. Oh yeah, they lost to Inter, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure we'll come know. on to the signings that we're linked with. But I just feel I just feel really underwhelmed by some of the players we're linked with. It's yeah. not me being miserable or negative either. It, it's just just seems very samey, like in terms of like moulds of players that we're going for. And I'm not. I don't just mean Portuguese. It's just <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I'm sure we'll come on to it. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, we may as well jump into it now. Um, I mean, what a lovely got, link that was. <laughs> I know. We we've got a load of questions, and then we've got a little side link which a load of you guys have got involved in as well. So big thanks to everyone that got uh, involved in that. But we'll do the questions first because we, you know, we could, uh, um, we could talk about this all of this stuff for a while. We'll start off with a question from Kieran Munai um, on um, Twitter. Do you think Nuno's game plan? Hindered how our season ended. Too defensive, not enough offered going forward. 32% average possession over the last three games. How would you change it up? I mean, we spoke about it a little bit there, but that's you know, sort of personified almost. Yeah. And how, how much, you know? I, I, I agree. I think the system really holds us back. I think if Nuno is going to become a real, uh, you know, top, top world-class manager and win stuff, I think he needs to have... I think he needs to have a plan B because at the minute I feel like we've got plan A and plan A.2 um, which is yeah. a three five two and the three four three. <laughs> I, I just don't see the necessity to play five at the back against Norwich at home I've been saying this for a while at Valencia he pushed what would be Cody up into holding midfield and pushed the midfield too further on I don't know I don't know why I don't know why he's not doing that you got the players to do it it's just uh, I think I think he's a little bit a little bit stubborn in in his way, and I mean, I probably would be if that was my philosophy. And I was a football manager, and I'd taken a club from the Championship to European football. You think, well, I know best, and you know what, fair play to him. But I think I think something does need to change because and teams will figure out how to play against us. You just have to keep evolving that system and keep changing. I'm not even it. I'm not even sure it's system though. I think it is. Personnel. A lot of it is personnel because, like, obviously, Kieran said it there. Uh, 32% average possession over the last three games. Okay, that's Chelsea, Olympiacos, Sevilla, which, you know, arguably all three very, very good teams, which I understand. But like I said earlier, when United got in the face of Sevilla, Sevilla didn't really like it, and United should have put that yeah. game to bed earlier. Olympiacos, we saw how shaky they were. A couple of very dodgy back passes. You could have pressured into them into that. Chelsea, okay, fair enough. We just weren't. But again, two mistakes in that game cost us. I think we just need the personnel. Like we saw at Burnley, of course we didn't win that game, but Nuno just wanted it. It was clear that he was going for it. He went with very attacking wing-backs and stuff. But if we if we had our game plan, there's some games, possibly not this season, but last season, even against the big teams, 
we just pass the ball around. We were, we love to hold the ball, play possession, be patient and wait for our chance. It wasn't defensive. It wasn't like we you know we were playing counter attacking and sitting back. We against those teams, we were playing football and we wanted to win games. We got it. He does have to. I don't know if we're tired mentally, physically, everything. I think he's just got to get in. We've got to try now and bring in the players. Like we've said when we've shouted, screamed for for the last six months, a big midfielder, another striker, more attacking wing back possibly. Just players now the Wolves are comfortable on the ball and can get in the faces of the opposition. Mm. I think if we can start to do that a lot more and put pressures on the defences, we've seen it this year how dodgy some of the defences have been. Some of the goalkeepers have been the best goalkeepers in the world. David De Gea, Edison, you saw. I even watched Kula Bali the other day. Uh, I know it could be completely different once players have had a break and come back, but they're just so shaky under any sort of pressure. Kula Bali is anyway. I'm not sure what this narrative is about him being a ball playing centre half. Yeah, I know. I know, but like, you know, you start putting pressure on them. Wolves have got, you know, as soon as you start getting countered or the team win the ball back, you just have your flat five again. You start again. But I'm I think. Not- Particularly asked about having 34% possession. What I am asked about is having 34% possession and not even countering. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the problem. Well, Jimenez is just so isolated. And you need... Uh, we'll talk a lot about Jimenez, I'm sure, shortly. But you need somebody to help him whether that's your two wingers have got to be closer to him or further up with him there were times like I know people were sending and I spoke to you about the screenshots after the Chelsea game the shots of like six Chelsea players around Jimenez and Wolves just haven't got any support around him whatsoever like we need to the transition from defence to attack either needs to be quicker or as a team we just need to play more attacking um, I genuinely think I I think Nuno will surprise us next season. I think he will change something up. It won't be the system for sure. It won't be the system, but I think if we could get the right personnel in, it will be a very, very interesting. Imagine campaign for how many team. goals Raul Jimenez would got if he played for Man City. Uh, you know, because <laughs> we don't I create chances, and he's got twenty-seven. It's cra- It's crazy, and it's not like you know. It's, you know, we scored seventeen. Is it in the league as well? Is it that much? You're probably, um, you're probably looking close to 40 goals, like an Aguero type return, because he, he doesn't squander many these days, and he doesn't get many chances at all. So imagine if like he's in a team where he's constantly getting chances created for him. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Um, I'd say the way he's put, is there anyone from our squad that you fancy to have a big impact next season? Someone said pedence, if that makes it easier. No, I don't. Not, <laughs> I, I know that's not probably probably more so Neto than pedence. I can't I can't see any player excelling what they've sort of already done. Almost, not excelling, but not having a massive impact. Like you're not going to go and see pedence get ten league goals, are you? It's um, that's the sort. Maybe of, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him though. I think he's I think he's like a good player, but I can't see. Many I of could the... see him getting 10, but he'd have to play consistently. Yeah, and he won't. So, oh. uh, not 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 really, no. I can see maybe a couple of players coming in and having a really big impact, but in terms of that current playing squad, just can't just can't really see it happening. Not, I mean, mm. if Jimenez stays and Dharma stays, and, okay, I'm going to say Neves, because I think next season might be the season where you'd be like, wow, this guy's like world class. I think... You know, we've seen glimpses of it towards the latter end of this season. Arguably, been our standout player since lockdown. 
I think it might be a bit of the change, you know, the guard, Matinho slowing down a bit. I think next season, maybe the season where Neves really takes you to that next level. So, yeah, I'm going to say Neves. Mario <laughs> uh, Neves has been unbelievable. Yeah. I think he's so one of those players now that at times is underappreciated by Wolves fans. I think we almost take it for granted now. Mm. At the age of still, what, 23, the, the stuff that he's, you know, he's th- capable three of. Three kids as well, mate. You don't piss about, oh, Fucking hell. Younger than me. It's a bit, what, both of <laughs> yeah. us? It's a bit weird, eh? <laughs> we sat at home fucking talking about Wolves on a podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I am moving out soon, though, mate. So yeah, I have got some priorities in mind. Um... Someone said, would it... Well, I say someone, that's a bit rude. Uh, Liam Jones, Jonesy Boy 97 says, would it suit Wolves having a cam slash number 10 for a... a cam, by the way, is a central attacking midfielder for people that don't Not play. someone called Cameron. FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> would it suit Wolves having a... Uh, Colin Cameron slash number 10 <laughs> sign for us to give us something different when we can't break teams down? You know, I think we all know that that's possibly an answer and a solution that Wolves should look at a bit more, Matt. Yeah, but I don't think they will because again, system. Uh, midfielders are pretty much like I looked. Yeah, at but the... that for me, that is the perfect way. Like I was saying, you got to get in the face of the opposition mm. more. That's a perfect way of doing it. I, I mean, that's so, the most sensible thing. You two holding midfielders have someone that floats a bit more higher up. That is the most sensible and like the most glaring thing to do, isn't it? Just take one out of the midfield and push them, push them further forward. But I looked at Dendonka and Neves' heat maps because I'm sad for. <laughs> The Chelsea game. I remember sending them to you. I was just like, "Oh my word!" Like yeah. they were they were inside Wolves' half, like in between the center between the D and the center circle. And it was like, "What? What? What? Are you creative midfielders doing there? Like what? Like it's ridiculous." So I think yeah. that'd be the most sensible and the most glaringly obvious thing to do. But again, I don't think you'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I I I think we'll sign a very creative type midfielder it'd I like, be interesting I like the two the three then the one like Kenny Jacket the Kenny Jacket what, who did he used to play as the number 10 like Dave Edwards was it yeah get him back <laughs> get him back he's perfect he's perfect Dicko Phoebe Sacco Dave Edwards or Michael Jacobs or whatever and Kevin yeah. McDonald mate I, I genuinely think he could play for anyone in the world <laughs> I love yeah. Kevin McDonald <laughs> god he was a proper like gambler though he was. He loved a, a drink as well you know don't care, mate. Okay. As long as he did it on a Saturday, I couldn't be not asked what he's up to in the rest of his time. Was, there, was it the... I think it was the official... You remember the old Gold Club podcast? Tony Daly was on there and he said Kevin McDonald was genuine, like he's just a worse trainer. Yeah, but I, I think every club has one of them. Someone that can't be asked, but when when it comes to it, you know, he was an unbelievable passer of the ball, he was. Just got just everything, mate. It's absolutely everything. Yeah. The, the, the Scottish Zavu. <laughs> Curly hair. Um... Johans underscore 19 do you think Wolves should focus more on both cup competitions next season yeah I was saying this to a fellow in work actually um, who's a Blues fan he's like surely your priority next season is to go and win a cup I was like I've, I've, I think I mean first and foremost the objective is European football whether that's in the form yep. of the Europa League or the Champions League I can't see the Champions League happening because everyone else has strengthened mad already Um I I think yeah a league cup or an FA cup I think that I think that would be great and I'd happily miss out on European football if it meant winning an FA cup I know you'd get European football for that anyway as long as the stars align but yeah man I, I want to see Wolves lift the trophy because at the minute we've had three very good seasons under Nuno but not really much to show for it in terms of silverware so 
I think it would be good for Nuno to get that cup under his belt as well because she's actually got something to show from this project that has been, you know, is ahead of schedule and has been in most parts a success. So, yeah, FA, even a League Cup, man, I'd be happy with that. I, I, I agree with the Carabao Cup. I think you see historically under Nuno, the last three years, he's not really given a toss at all about the League Cup. No. But I think now we know we're capable of, of playing two games a week. I think I believe the first four rounds are in September, like they're done. Um, by the first four rounds are done by September. I think we should go for it, especially if we're adding two or three key players. Yeah. We're not really getting rid of anyone in the first team squad. You know, you're halfway to winning winning the cup. <laughs> if uh, you know, we, we out of the what four rounds we enter second or third round, so we're only going to have two or three games there anyway. Um, so you get a couple of good rounds there, like. A championship side, or like well, how you know Villa? You know Villa got to the final. They were they had a, obviously they played Liverpool. And they sort of threw that game, but they had a pretty. And again, we threw our game. Just gonna say, like they had two boys teams. We had, but yeah. you know they had a very favourable draw to the yeah. final, and that's what you need. Really, we need a couple of League Two, League One championship teams. We play a full strength team, and I think everyone would take a league cup, wouldn't they? Yeah, you need a Definitely bit of luck along the way. Access don't into you? European football. Yeah, you need silver. a bit of luck along the way, but. Uh, yeah, look at you. Look, he said Villa's run. We gave him a buy in the cup. Then Liverpool decided to play the under fours, and then we almost done them though. Even with a, with a yeah, but they're shit anyway. So. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a uh, cup man would be great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Joe, I think we would uh, we should focus on up for the cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, last one on Twitter, Finley Crow says he would win in an egg and spoon race between Matt and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I wasn't very good at school at the egg and spoon race. Um, I don't know what you were like, Dave. I don't. I, I reckon. I reckon maybe over ten or fifteen yards, I'd do you. But I think if it was anything longer, then I How think long? I think we might it might be a tough one. But that that could be one of our videos maybe during the next season. Yeah, when there's no football me, because of pandemic, it's hit even harder. Yeah, we were going to do Olympics. We were going to do a cookery thing, weren't we, for Christmas? Oh no! Yeah, like, yeah, like, we were, like no, we'll come down with me. Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I then come down with me during lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, we were going to cook for each other and write it. I thought it'd be, it would have been a real laugh. Yeah, guys, cooking. let us know if you think that's a good idea. We we're going to do talking walls cooks. Come down with me. So I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite accomplished in the kitchen, not so much in the bedroom, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it'd be a really good idea. But then it was like we can't come around people's houses so of course talking walls adhered to the government guidelines and um i've not seen dave in person for god what since like march Amazing. yeah march oh, yeah 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 I, I i cooked a pizza and wedges today for what it's worth so i think i could give you one for, for your money so. <laughs> yeah. um yeah uh, we'll move on quickly to the instagram questions uh evan mcdonald he says do you think matt doherty had a better season this season than his last season in 18 19 Probably one for you, Dave. Oh. <laughs> um, good question. Um, I'd probably say so. With the amount of games he's played, um, and he's still got a very decent goal contribution, scored a couple of great goals. I think both seasons were very, very good. To be honest, I agree. With the fact that yeah, the fact that he's you know been remained fairly consistent this year. Obviously, still had a couple of games, a couple of question marks over a couple of performances. But the fact that he stayed predominantly is our right wing back for 95% of the season and done so well 
I think you know, but both seasons, he's. I think he's surprised everyone with how how accomplished he's been over the last two years in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, Nuno loves him as well. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, Evan has also said, "Do you think Pedence can break into a first team starting member?" No. Regular, I'd assume. But just, no, I just can't see it happening. I don't think. I think if you're playing someone on the right, he's going to have to be a Dharma. And I think if you want to start someone on the left, I think Neto's ahead of him and probably Jota. Yeah. So. I think he'll start games, but he's not going to be... You say if you're playing Man United at home, he's not going to be starting. Yeah. Um, Declan has said, who has been your most exciting player to watch this season? Madama. For as... Yeah, for as as frustrating as he can be. Um, I think your dog agrees with me, Dave, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as 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 frustrating as he can be, he's just electric, and I've not seen a player who gets me that excited. Sounds weird. Get sounds gets me that excited down the Molyneux, um for, for a long time. Christ, he's good, but he ain't that good. Uh, yeah, I, I have to agree. He's got to be a Dharma as well. Uh, Charlie Madden, positions you think Wolves need to invest in? All right, we'll leave that one because there's going to be loads of those. Um, Robbie as well early Premier League predictions so that is on Instagram Robbie Benton number one um, he is apparently Lanehead Olympians goalkeeper fair play Robbie fair and that's his bio on Instagram um, yeah if you had to throw a, an extremely early prediction out there on where you think Wolves will finish next season Matt go on 8th I was I was going to say 8th as well yeah. I just think we've Chelsea strengthening really well. Man United will be a better team. Arsenal look well under Arteta. I think they'll be better. I think Everton under Ancelotti will probably still be shit. It's a run for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just think there's. This is why this window is so important to strengthen because other teams around us are going to be improving. So, yeah, I think eighth. If you said to me eighth and an FA Cup win. I would snap your hand off today. I'll hold you to that because when you're moaning this time next year, but we've actually won the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, I'll snap your hand off for that. But if we were three points off third with five games to go, then I probably wouldn't snap your hand off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a final question as well on uh, Instagram is off Adam Causa. He says, "Who would you rather keep this summer, Neves or Jimenez?" And who do you think who? it's likely? Jimenez. How are you? Who would you rather keep this summer, Ruben Neves or Raúl Jimenez? And do you think it's likely we could keep them both? Well, I think there's two. All right, let's let's do it in two questions. Who would you rather keep out of Neves or Jimenez? I think Neves is more replaceable. But I'd rather keep Neves just because of his potential, and I think he's, he's still yeah. not hit his ceiling yet. I think there's so much more to come from him. What about yourself? There's more money in him as well, as well long term. Yeah. More money in him. The monies. The monies. Uh, and do you think it's likely we'll keep them both this season? I personally think we will keep them both. I think Neves will stay definitely. Uh, the only the only one the only player I can see leaving. Excuse me, kick me up. Um, the only player I can see leaving it, it would be Jimenez. I don't, I can't see anyone else wanting wanting to go. But unless someone meets a valuation of him, then I'm afraid he's staying put. I don't think he's going to be one of them players who kicks up a fuss. But he does need to shut his face in the media because it's so annoying. 
<laughs> I, uh, I think it, I think he'll stay. Yeah. Um, but if the rumours are true that Juve wanted for eighty million, I would snap your arm off. I remind you of that, mate. When we when we're in a relegation, yeah, battle. when you mow in. Brilliant. How much? Um, right. We also asked on Twitter, uh, just for for a little bit of fun, really. We wanted your player of the season, disappointment of the season. I didn't sort of clarify what that could be, so everyone's put their own twist on that. So player of the season, disappointment of the season, goal of the season, and moment of the season. Matt, I'll give you a bit to think about those. I'll um, shout a couple of people out. I say a couple, loads of people have got involved, so thank you so much. Uh, Add Sid away again. He says Raul is his player of the season. Disappointment of the season is back-to-back losses against Arsenal Sheffield United. Goal of the season was Raul against Spurs. And moment of the season was the last 10 minutes against City away. Uh, Ginge, also known as WWFC Will, player of the season, Raul, disappointment of the season, Jota, goal of the season, Neves against Espanyol, and moment of the season was Doc against City. Uh, Sam Banks has gone for Raul as player of the season, Jota is disappointment of the season, Neves against Espanyol, a moment of the season as Adama versus City away. Uh, Statman Joey has gone for Raul as player of the season Jota is disappointment as well Ruben against Espanyol as goal of the season uh, Man City, well beating Man City twice with his moments of the season um, I've got to say that about 95% of the people are saying Jimenez is player of the season which is uh, great as well so uh, Cameron's also said it Jimenez uh, player of the season Catrone as his disappoint, uh, disappointment of the season Neves against Espanyol and City away as his moment of the season I'll try and read some out that are a bit different uh, Shiv has gone for Neves with his goal of the season against United. Moment yeah. of the season, Bolly against Besiktas, which was a, I think it was a great moment. I think that game against Besiktas, by the way, Matt, was just one of those games, like, a bit like what we talked about earlier. We were so poor and so defensive, but it was just typical Nuno. You know, we managed to get that goal in the 90th minute and, and everyone yeah. wasn't asked about the That's what's changed, hasn't it? We, are, we haven't been getting them goals in the 90th minute. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a great finish, by the way, by Bolly. Great touch and finish. Um Andy Gardner, he's gone for Neves as his player of the year. Uh, he just says simply gets better and better. Uh, his disappointment of the season was when Spurs scored in the last minute at Molyneux. Um, and his moment of the season was Man City away when Troy Allray scored his second goal. Uh, Justin has gone for Burnley as his uh, most disappointing moment uh, when obviously Chris Wood scored that penalty. Uh, his goal of the season, he's gone for Doc's last minute winner. Well, I say last minute, his late goal against Man City at home. And his memorable moment is Bolly's late winner in Istanbul. Um, Jack has gone for uh, Jimenez as well, player of the year. Missing out on Europe is his disappointment, which I think is fair enough. Neves versus Espanyol is his goal of the year and, and City away. Captain Cody, Alex Glover, has gone for player of the season as Connor Cody. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Can't lower the stats. But... Uh, his disappointment of the season was Vallejo as well. Uh, Liam Willis has gone for Rui as his player of the season. I like that a lot. Um, his disappointment, he's gone for trying to get a selfie with Jota after his hat-trick versus Besiktas, but he had his phone camera the wrong way. And he's, he's, he's attached a picture of someone taking a picture of him taking a picture of him and Jota, <laughs> but it's the camera facing a car and not him. Brilliant. Where's yours um, What What... I think I've got to go with Jimenez as player of the season. Just because, like you said, like it's so hard. It will be so hard to replace that. And the amount of goals that he's got in every competition has been, you know, unbelievable. 
Um, and some of the goals have been great. Some have been tappings, but he's just he's just at the heartbeat of everything, really, isn't he? Mm. Whenever there's a good goal for Wolves, you know, Jimenez tends to be a part of it in, in some some degree. Um, disappointment of the season. It's quite hard. And like I said earlier, a lot of people sort of have chosen the way to to pick that whether they want to pinpoint it as a player, as a result, as a, a scenario. Um, I think for me, it's probably missing out on Europe. Uh, echoed what a couple of people said in the comments. I think you know. I think we all know we could have got it through the league quite comfortably and we didn't quite take our opportunities since lockdown, which was quite annoying, especially as we won the first three games of lockdown. We could have even got Champions League football. Goal of the season's a hard one. Uh, in terms of quality, I'd probably say Neves versus Espanyol. But in terms of limbs, um, you could say... Doc at City, Traore at City, or, or Jimenez at Spurs. Jimenez at Spurs was probably up there as well with just how well Jota did. And those there. limbs in corporate. <laughs> yeah, corporate, mate, corporate limbs. But they could be, all of those could be moments of the season as well. Yeah. You know, all of those were unbelievable. and, and But moments of the season, us, you know, us having the opportunity to go, obviously I went to Belfast, but us, us having the opportunity to go to Espanyol and to Braga as well, just, just moments that you'll never forget. You'll yeah. If Wolves sink down to League Two or, or become Champions League winners 10 years in a row there that season is one that you'll always remember because of those moments really yeah. it's getting a bit emotional now it really, is, mate. So, it uh, is. <laughs> um, what, what about you Matt what are you saying I think player of the season you've you know you've got players like Jimenez who've had a really good season Adama who had three quarters of the season was superb but I don't think you can really look past Dazzling Dave <laughs> 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 no, it's uh, <laughs> it's Raul Jimenez for me. Um, if Adam would have carried on his form throughout the season, it would have been him. Um, but Jimenez, you, you can't look past twenty-seven goals in a season. He's been he's been superb, and how many goal contributions he's had. He's uh, again took it up to another level. I'd I'd wrote him off at the start of the first season. Not wrote him off, but I was like, he ain't the answer. I remember mm. just a few games in thinking, oh, it's not convinced and he's proven me wrong and he's, he's really kicked on. I think goal of the season is S, uh, Neves against Espanyol. It has to be. I mean, the technique to chest that down and volley it home, superb. I think disappointment of the season was the way we ended the season and, and going out the way we did and kind of just, say, bottling it. But yeah, um, and I think moment of the season would have been um, Espanyol away going to Barcelona with with yourself I, I love Barcelona as a city anyway it's one of my favourites and going away to watch Wolves and being around what, five or six thousand like minded Wolves fans and you know having a having a real good booze up and stuff it was just brilliant and I'll, I'll probably remember it for the rest of my life despite the result it was just great loved it I think the, the the game itself was just I like... I don't really remember the game I can't remember it yeah. I, just, I can just remember everyone going duh, 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 I don't duh, remember the score like, you got 4-4 four, four or something, I can't remember. 4-3, four, I think we lost yeah. it. Yeah, don't know, I can't, can't remember. remember. Uh, someone put as goal of the year, Jota versus Punic. To- totally forgot about that goal, to be fair. Nah, poor goalkeeper. Oh, Yeah. It was a bit length, wasn't it? It, was yeah. like so, it had so much time on that as well. But yeah, guys, so I didn't genuinely didn't expect so many people to send uh, their stuff in. Someone put VAR as disappointment of the season. That's quite funny. You know. Um, but yeah, there's there's loads on there. But a lot of people saying the same. Also, Raul is their player of the season. There are a couple of Cody's, to be fair. There's two or three Cody's in there. Uh, a couple of Troy Allrays. 
couple of Neves, couple of uh, uh, Patricios as well. Uh, Catrone being disappointment of the season. Morgan Gibbs White as well, getting a couple of shouts in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, Matt, uh, the, uh, people did ask us. A couple of people did ask us about transfers. We may as well talk about that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you were going to talk about it as well. We'll look at rumours very, very, very quickly, and then talk about finally where we'd strengthen. Uh, players that look pretty obvious that they're going to be signing, possibly Paulinho, the striker, Paulinha, the central midfielder, possibly. Um, been also a couple of rumours regarding defenders and stuff, and obviously Johnny Otto's unfortunately taking quite a long-term injury after that um, Olympiacos game. Um, let's start off with that, Matt. Obviously Johnny's going to be out, possibly missed you know first half of the season at least. Vinagre did okay, I suppose, but is he the answer for Wolves for for the first part of the season? No, I don't think he is, and I really like the look of is it Aitnuri from uh, yeah, yeah from Angers. Uh, Angers, Angers, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to look at him, but he looked very similar to Vinagre. But he might be a yeah. little bit more polished than Vinagre, even at 19. I think if we can get him, it'd be a good bit of business. But I think we do need to bring in another another fullback, really, another wing-back. I mean, the, the the dream for me, and it's probably something that's probably not achievable now at the Europa League, but look at Regulon at Sevilla. Real Madrid want to get rid of him for 25 million. I think for 25 million, you couldn't probably get a much better player than... Than, than Regulon he's been super for Sevilla um, and I think he'd suit our system brilliantly but yeah I, I think we do we do need to bring in a full back and although Paulinho scored a lot of goals for Braga he's had a really good season I just I just feel a little bit underwhelmed by it I think the fee at 23 million might be a little bit overinflated and you might say well it's not your money which is fair enough I get that but I, I, I think he I don't know, it, all, it just seems a little bit too similar to what we've got. I think if we were getting a backup striker, I'd want something a little bit different to Raul in terms of attributes. Someone who maybe gets in beyond, is lightning quick, or you know, someone who can who can bring the ball out of the sky and bring it down, or someone who can win win a big flick on. So, I don't know, they just, they just seem a little bit too similar. And Palina, I, I like the look of him when he played Wolves. I think he controlled the game well, but again... I don't think he's going to hurt teams. He's a very steady player. He cycles the ball well, but I think we need to we need someone with a bit more. And I keep saying this word dynamism. We need someone who can kind of play through the thirds and break down teams and drive. And we don't have that at all. And I look at Everton today, linked with like Alan, who probably isn't that player, but would be a good addition. And then Abdelou Decoré, who just that kind of player would be perfect for what I'm on about. But We'll see. I can see the Paulinho deal happening and Paulina, but I don't know. I just hope, I don't know. I just feel a little bit underwhelmed. I don't know if it's because we're coming off the back of a disappointing end of the season or not. I'm not too sure. But that doesn't mean I won't back them if they sign for Wolves. And if they do sign for Wolves, I want them to be well beaters. So, not writing them off. Yeah, and it's just, I do agree. I think, you know, the... I think fans as well want high-profile signings as well. We've sort of discussed it slightly in, 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 in terms of players that we want in terms of moulds. I think it's clear we'll probably sign a striker, whether that be Paulinho or not, or whether we sign another striker um, as well as Paulinho. Central midfielder, which we have been linked with, a centre-back and a left-wing-back as well. Um, I think, obviously, there the were rumours about a young goalkeeper, but I'd assume Sarkic fits that bill now. 
and uh, obviously with John Ruddy staying for another year, so that could possibly be on hold really for another 12 months at least. But I think it'll be ex very intriguing, the first proper summer now without Kevin Felwell. Obviously, he left sort of the end of January or early February. Um, and I'd see now if Jeff She will, like you say, flex flex their financial, uh, Fosun's financial power and, and, and see where it takes us really. Um, I do it, you know, we've got the money, it's obvious. Um, I think we're lucky enough to be in a, a decent financial position with the sales of Cavalero, Costa, the bonuses that they've brought in as well since their promotion. Um, it, it could be interesting. I'm hoping that next time we chat, Wolves have brought in two or three quality players that Matt, 95% of the fan base are extremely happy with. Because, yeah. do, what, what do you think? Do you think Wolves need depth, or do you think you know what players there at the moment? Maybe is it Sace that you could replace? You know, yeah, definitely. You know, left he, wing back position. He's know. he's done a job really, and you know he's, he has improved. But if you're looking at that, okay, Rui's quality. Cody could potentially be improved, but I think it's not. It's not like an urgent one. I think maybe in two years it may be as we move forward when we want to look at Bolly sound if he doesn't play like he's pissed like he was in lockdown. Um, <laughs> Johnny superb, Doc again would do a job for another season, but I think if we do get the opportunity to bring in a more attacking fallback on either side, they have to. I think, or even a youngster like Max Aaron's, no, surely to like compete with him a little bit more. Imagine, like I said, you, you want to go for it in the cups, and you've got Doc or Max Aaron's to pick from as your two mm. right right backs. You know, they're two very. And good Doc options, can play on the left as well. You know, he can cover yeah, exactly. that. Not great, but he can play on the left. I think Matinho or then Donker are very much somewhere that we need to kind of not replace, but have another option. Again, dynamic midfielder, someone who can break down the thirds, etc., etc., half spaces. And then it's a striker for me. I think we're stacked in wide positions, but we need another striker. So, do you think there's better wingers out there? Like, if Wolves had the opportunity to cash in oh, on, absolutely, yeah. You know, there's so many players. Like, I know Wolves have been. We spoke about it. Some Maximin, or there's players like Guedes, who you know, Valencia say, are in turmoil at the moment. It's like, yeah, oh, cheers, boy. Gonzalo Guedes. For, for <laughs> um, you know, there's there's players like that, and you think, you know what? Yeah, walls are stacked, but there's so many better wingers out there, isn't there? I think. Yeah, and I, I had this conversation with someone the other day, and it was like, if a player becomes available who improves your team, and financially it makes sense, then you you'd be daft not to. It's like if I was, I was saying to you, like if Harry Kane become available and he wanted to move to Wolves. Don't sign him because you've got him in there. No, absolutely, you go out and sign him as long as it makes financial sense. I just think mm -hmm. to grow, you can't have that kind of sentiment. Like uh, Jota, uh, I love Jota when he's firing. I love Adama, but if you said if you said to me like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna maybe sell Adama and Jota, but we're gonna bring in I don't know someone like Jado Jaden Sancho or or someone you know someone who was just just that next level you'd be you'd be daft not to and that's how you grow but I don't know I, I just hope we have a really really big window uh, I think we need three or four players at the 30 35 million pound mark to really take it to the next level whether they come in or not different topic altogether 
yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see um, how we get on as well. Um, I do need to give a shout out, by the way. There was uh, Moldy, he messaged me personally with his player of the seasons and stuff. Before every podcast, he messages me and I always forget to shout him out. <laughs> so Moldy, his player of, the se- uh, player of the season was Bolly. He says his return to the team saw a big run of clean sheets and upturning form. Disappointment of the season was the last minute penalty at Burnley. Because he thinks if we won that game, that would more or less guarantee us European football, which to be fair, it would have. Goal of the season, he's put a uh, volley away at Besiktas. And moment of the season was Raul's goal away at Torino because he was there, he was lucky enough to uh, to witness that. So there you go, Moldy. I thought, I think, you know what, I better yeah, not forget if, you. If, if, we are, if we are doing shout-outs, there's a, there's, 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 a, there's a girl that I work with called Katie, whose family live in Gornal. And she... Didn't re- didn't realise that I was part of Talking Wolves and her old man listens to the podcast religiously in his van. So if you are listening to this, Mister Collins from Gornal, I'm a <laughs> thanks for Big listening. Collins. And yeah, and, and keep supporting. I really really appreciate <laughs> you tuning in and listening to mine and Dave's dulcet tones. <laughs> well, that goes for everyone. Everyone, anyone yeah. that's ever listened to the podcast, you know, clicked out on our website clicked like on a, a status or post and watched our videos it it means a lot and obviously the 1920 season in terms of content now for us is over uh we'll be working behind the scenes on you know pushing towards our new content our new graphics and everything towards the 2021 season in the meantime we'll be posting updates on all of our platforms about transfers about the walls news on our website as well so keep your eye out for that and um, yeah, a bit a, a bit of a shout out as well. There's opportunities to sponsor Talking Walls as well. If you own a local business yeah, or you know push. you want to, yeah, another sales push. Sorry, <laughs> uh, if you want to get your name out there, be sure to drop yeah. us a message or email us at info at talkingwalls.co.uk. Uh, but Matt, it's been a pleasure. If people wish to find you on social medias, where can they do so? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter. M Cooper writes writes as in written. Um, Matthew Cooper on LinkedIn. Um, should you wish to discuss any business ventures for Talking Walls, any sponsorship or stuff like that, always happy to have those conversations with, with people. And um, finally, David, where can they find you and more importantly, Talking Walls? Well, it is at Dave as a party on Twitter and Talking Walls is at Talking Walls everywhere Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter everywhere so uh, yeah talkingwolves.co.uk for all your transfer rumour blogs news views and everything else in between I love that I love that Uh, guys thank you so much for your support this season Uh, this has been the Talking Wolves end of season podcast and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer and until the start of next season we'll see you all very very soon